Welcome to the Uncommon Cast, episode four. I cannot count. It's because we had that, like, we had that first one, which is like the introduction. It was episode zero. Yeah. And then we had our little weird mini cast. Like a point five. Yeah. But we're on four. Yes. And we're here with CJ Cassiata, who, um, at the time of recording, is going to do an event with us tonight. But you won't hear it till after the event. But we'll talk a little bit about it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for being up for for climbing up in this tree. Oh man, the the sound of many of our listeners may think it's the uh, the Holy Spirit in the background, <laughs> but it is, it is the sound of the wind rustling through the eucalyptus. Yes, and the pine. It's we're still in winter in San Diego, but as previously stated, we are outside recording in the treehouse because it's more fun, and fun is fun. Very on brand for for. The Get Weird book, being in a, in a treehouse. This is pretty awesome. <laughs> also, just thinking of you, we wanted today's <laughs> drink uh, to match up with who you are. So we went with the hard kombucha <laughs> called uh, Midnight Painkiller so by many, June so Shine. Many, uh, <laughs> a lot of self, uh, self-discovery to still do. <laughs> well, mostly because it's weird. Cheers I to love this that. Cheers. green beverage. Oh, Cheers. yeah. It is an awkward <laughs> it's green It's not easy color. being green. <laughs> like, I would say for our listeners, the color of um, dirty dishwater. Mm. I, I would say paintbrush Oh, yeah. Water. Oh, yeah. That's accurate. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very paintbrush watery. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it kind of tastes, I've never had it before, but it kind of tastes like when you open up a bag of kind of old strawberries. You're really selling this hard. <laughs> And uh, it's it's like old fruit mm. is what it tastes mm. like to me. <laughs> like Not it's quite probably expired. still good, but it has that tang to it where you're like, oh, I should probably throw this out after this. Yeah, this is the last consumption of this it's fruit. A, it's alive. It's fermenting freshly. <laughs> you guys are really converting us. your audience to kombucha right Seriously. here. This is, <laughs> But it all ties into you, CJ, so... What are you going to hit at our event? And this will all be a follow-up conversation. Yeah, we're, we're going to just have a conversation about why we're weird and why that's important. Because um, I think a lot of us, I don't even feel, I, I think I'm going to open up by just admitting that most days I, I feel super normal. Like I just, you know, I'm a, I've got a wife and two kids, i got the nuclear family going on and live in the suburbs. But I've done some research over the past couple of years, kind of going on a journey and discovering that really any force for good in the world, any any movement that's sort of created uh, the world we want to imagine, it's all kind of been started by weird people with weird ideas that didn't necessarily fit the grid of what the culture was sort of looking for. And so I think there's something to to really unpack there about why weird wins um, and what part of our own soul and our own sort of makeup uh, – is different and why that's good. So that's what we're going to be exploring tonight. Can you just for a minute, like weird is a part of our family vocabulary. <laughs> it's a word that we love. We use it regularly um, and, and intentionally, but a lot of people um, don't like the word weird. Sure. In fact, I sent out some stuff about topics that I would come and speak on and it had the word weird in it. It was one of the things that I was going to talk about and people were like, you need to change that. Hmm. Because people aren't comfortable with weird. So I love weird, big fan. But for anybody who's listening that's like, I don't think I want to be weird. Can you unpack what you mean by that a little bit? Yeah, well, one thing to say, I mean, I think it's really kind of having a heyday right now. I think because, and I'm not the only one talking about this subject, but I think people are starting to recognize 
the value of weirdness and sort of the mm-hmm. the bag of goods we've been sold when we've been told by culture to fit in and it really doesn't work. And be just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I mean by weird is, you know, that, that part of your genetic slash soul makeup that is completely unique and different from anybody else on the planet. The fact that as a human, um, our species is the only species we know of that has an imagination. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've, I've interviewed a couple of porcupines and they have not confirmed whether or not they have one. But they as far as really no, really, but as far as I know, we're the only we're the only species on the planet that that have this ability to think of something that's never been created before and to actually put it in emotion and yeah. that's what i mean by weirdness it's this it's this gift it's this skill that i think humans are uniquely endowed with i love that so along those lines i've heard you talk about uh people's story versus identity and i was just wondering if you could give us a little bit about that yeah we're gonna be talking about that tonight that's always a that's always a crowd husher <laughs> you know people usually cross their arms and go, I don't know if I believe this guy. I don't know if I agree with this guy. But I'm part of a generation that, as we were all sort of coming of age, the word story really kind of existed on the forefront of our cultural experiences. Um, you look at Instagram stories. You look at every social media campaign since the really the dawn of social media was share your story and tell your story. And, you know, we had people saying, live a better story and, you know, story wars and brands and sales and all that kind of stuff everything's become about story but i think the the problem with overemphasizing story even though stories are wonderful things and it's another i think part of what makes us human if we rely solely on stories we end up resting our sort of um being on something that we can manipulate and we can Modulize. You know, a story is something that you can omit certain parts from or you can add certain things to. And if we're not careful, uh, we're pushing a narrative that isn't necessarily 100% true. Mm-hmm. And what I'm sort of rallying for is for people to realize that beneath the story of their lives, there's something that's way more important and foundational, and that's what we would call an identity. An identity is something that's given to you no matter what you believe about the universe or the origins of it or um, the existence of a soul. The fact that the four of us have a completely different grid of DNA coursing through our veins right now mm-hmm. means that there's a unique identity imprinted on each of us. And so when we overemphasize story, the, uh, the tendency is for us to put a, a veneer sort of forward. Um, and when we begin to sort of lay that veneer aside and focus on who we truly are, I think a, we're more whole people and we invite others to be themselves fully as well, Mm -hmm. which I think in turn makes our communities, our companies, um, our families a lot healthier. And I think that the first brave ones that are able to, live into identity versus story, um, definitely paved the way for other people to follow suit. Yeah. 
but how do you have any advice for those first brave ones that are like, I don't see anybody around me really doing this or at least doing it well. How do I start to like bravely lean into honest identity as opposed to narrative that I can highlight what I want to and shadow what I don't like? Well, two thoughts on that. One, have you guys seen the TED Talk? It's really, really short where a guy talks about or a guy shows this dude just dancing all by oh, himself. Yeah. I was oh, going to yes. bring that up. Yeah. Something the sparked movement. that in me yes. when we first started talking, how to create a movement. Yes. Right. So there is something generative mm-hmm. about living out of your identity yes. and being yourself that, that invites others to go, oh, me too. Uh-huh. Me too. Let's, let's, let's do this together. Um, so that's number one, and I completely forgot my second point. <laughs> oh my gosh. Really Take a really long really sip of that now. kombucha. I'm so, I'm so smart, too. Um, oh, that was going to be... Okay, so... See, the kombucha helps. <laughs> the kombucha helps. Midnight painkiller. Yeah. <laughs> I think living out of your identity is sort of like coming to terms with an addiction. I think everything else about the way you've been living has to fail to the point where you actually want to change. <laughs> the story has to eventually break down. Yeah. And the BS has to reveal itself enough times for it to really stink. I know it's a horrible analogy, but no, you know what I mean? Yes, I do. In order for us to go, maybe this there's a better way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this isn't working. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, that's largely the story that I've been living over the last two years. And the the hard work of having to do that would not have happened had it not been painfully obvious that there was no way forward Yeah. without yeah. taking that path. Yep. And that's kind of the path of the true self. And that takes a lifetime, I think. Yeah. Um, you guys don't know my sense of humor yet. I was kidding about the being really smart and brilliant. Oh, <laughs> you guys didn't laugh. You're like, okay, wow. We saw it right through that. <laughs> no, we, we were Just on you. Her, we guys. took it so seriously. So you explained the sacred weird. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you think makes you weird? What's your secret weird? Did you lose it? How'd you lose it? And how did you find it again if you did? Just fully aware right now that I'm doing a podcast in a treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the back. your answer. <laughs> what makes me weird? Yeah. Gosh, I, I definitely lost it at some point. Um, I think I think the book is is I, I've been going around saying I think the book is kind of falsely titled. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get weird necessarily. I think you are weird, and it's about rediscovering mm-hmm. that weirdness in you. So one of the things that just made me weird from I think day one as a kid is I I think I just felt more deeply than most of the people around me. I, I was able to kind of look at the world, and and it was all sort of too vibrant at times, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think that sort of gives me the ability to hopefully write some things well in a way that touch other people or, or create stories and situations that hopefully paint a really um, beautiful picture, I think, on my good day, on my, on my best day, you know, for, for other people. Um, but, yeah, I think that that absolutely got kicked out of me uh, from a really early age um and i think it gets kicked out of a lot of us whatever our weirdness is i think we we're unfortunately we find ourselves in a a culture that's decided it's way easier to create robots to create um 
widgets widgets and <laughs> um, photocopies mm-hmm. than it is to foster original thinking and um, the the danger of that uh, the unfortunate danger of that we can talk a lot about the soul and um, you know our own sort of selves but even just from an economic and from a a societal standpoint when everything increasingly becomes automated and, and AI sort of, you know, rules most of our, our, our workforce. What are we teaching the next generation? How are we, how are we fostering creativity and, um, and feeling and emotion in the next generation of kids, Mm -hmm. um, so that they can differentiate themselves in a, a marketplace that, um, that desperately needs that. Right on. And that leads very well into what you're doing, what you've just launched this month, really, right? Yeah. It feels a lot longer than that, but yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about (laughs) Ringbeller. Yeah. So really what we are trying to do is take some of the principles of uh, of this book and turn it around and present it to kids. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I've been told after every time I, I, I give a talk on this subject of weirdness is, is, you know, and it, it never fails. Like somebody comes up to me afterwards and goes, Hey, that was a great, it was a great message, but, um, kids really need to, to yeah. know this. And so mm. what we're trying to do is, you know, if, if the book is a, sort of a permission slip for grownups to reconnect with their inner child, mm-hmm. uh, Ringbeller is an organization that is uh, designed to, um, prevent a kid from ever needing a permission slip when they become grown-ups because it's just second nature yeah. to them. And so what we're doing is it, we're calling it Ted Meets Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and essentially we're, we're creating videos that classrooms can use, um, K-5 through classrooms right now, and then we'll expand later, but K-5 through classrooms. Uh, and they're videos that feature creative grown-ups, um, so artists, entrepreneurs, scientists, anybody using their imagination to make their community a better place. And it's uh, interviews with them. And it's exposing kids to the imaginations of those grown-ups uh, in the hopes that those kids will in turn go, oh, I never even knew that was a possibility. Yeah. And I can do that as well. And so, yeah, I think kids need a lot more grown-ups to inspire um, creativity and imagination in them. And so we can do that digitally. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. So, yeah. We're- that, that exact idea is actually why our family is passionate about weird because the three of us for a long time did middle school ministry. Yeah. And even by middle school, you saw so many kids that just their like deepest heart's desire was how can I stand out the least amount possible? (laughs) How can I be the most vanilla? Yeah. The most like everybody else. Right. And yet every once in a while you'd meet this one kid that managed to like hold on to this magic, right? They had like maintained their weird Mm -hmm. and everybody was drawn to them. There was something about that ability, something about their weirdness that everybody wanted to, you know, a piece of. And so as we started raising our own kids and I started thinking about this, it was like, it really needs to start earlier. Yeah. You know, how do we start teaching kids in kindergarten, preschool even, yeah. um, early elementary, how to, that it's okay to be weird. Yeah. That in fact, your weirdness is the thing that the world is hungry for. Exactly. Not only is it okay, but yeah. it's actually absolutely necessary. Right. And again, going back to the false bag of goods that we've been sold, you go throughout 
your first 18 years of life in an education system that says fit in, fit in, fit in, fit in, fit in. Mm-hmm. The second you graduate, you enter a workforce that goes, well, how can you be different? And <laughs> how can you create something unique for us? And how can you differentiate yourself from all of the other candidates right. that are looking for this job? Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a, <laughs> of a rude of a, awakening. Yeah. yeah. It's a big switch. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere along the way, it's so often that the most common narrative for adolescence going into adulthood is that imagination is probably not a responsible use of your time. Mm -hmm. Imagination and creativity can be a waste of your productivity rather than living into the true way that you could produce change in the world. And so that is what so lit me up about what you have been talking about. You spoke about our event, what you wrote in Get Weird um, is really an awakening to your uniqueness that the world needs. And um, thank you for just breathing that into people. I think if there is one dream that we have as we as we create a community of belonging is that people would awaken to this. uh, How do you how do you phrase it? A a divine pre-installed beauty in them. Yeah. um, That they could live into and we would all benefit from that. And just thank you so, so much for that. Um, for bringing that to us and being a part of that. Along the lines of what Ryan was just saying, like, thank you, because I feel like the moment I started reading your book, and it was it was happenstance that there was other things going on in life. We're launching Uncommon Good. We've, like, been diving into the Enneagram and, like, trying to understand ourselves a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I and this team as well. And uh, I randomly see you posting on social media that you wrote a book and I'm like, Oh, that's the guy that I like worked at a camp with like a long time ago. <laughs> and, uh, like, Oh, he's wrote a book. I'll check it out. So I checked it out. And then it, as soon as I started reading it, it was just, it was so, such a resonating thing mm-hmm. with, with my soul and where I am in life right now, where I realized immediately, man, I let go of so much of who I was in the years before launching Uncommon Good and I'm now just starting to like dust off the the things that I love about myself and 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 come to understand about my strengths and what I bring to the table. And honestly, I think that if I hadn't read your book, I wouldn't really understand what was going on and I would keep mm. floundering, you know, and I keep trying to figure it out. But being able to read your book and then take a moment to look back at my life and realize who I am and what makes m- me unique uh, is a powerful thing. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. Like, no, seriously. thanks for, I mean, that, to hear that's really cool. I think there's something really strange about, I mean, cause, cause nothing in the book is, uh, the book is, is unique because it's my own story and I'm my own lens on, on very ancient truth. And so, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've thought I wrote something really brilliant. And then I look at a passage or a book that was written, you know, 200 years ago and I'm <laughs> Dang it! You know, like, <laughs> you said it better, or she yeah. said it better. You know, and so I think good there's something for your books. really mm-hmm. special and mysterious about how our mm-hmm. words and our thoughts find each other mm-hmm. in the universe. And, and so when I hear stuff like that, I just kind of sit back and and um, and go, "Wow!" I mean, I know I know very little about how this all works, but I'm really glad that we get to write and communicate and mm-hmm. make and somehow those inklings uh, 
find their way to people who need to hear them. Yeah. Yeah, And I really think that what you're sharing here on this podcast for our listeners and what you'll be sharing tonight at our event is, I think it's going to have that impact for, for more, more people. That's cool. And so just appreciate you coming out Mm -hmm. and being a part of this (laughs) and, and to loop fully back. And we're going to have to create, we're going to have to make a link to that Ted talk about the movement. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. It's so good. Just even this last week, bumping into people, even random punk rock guy at Starbucks, um, we struck up a conversation. It was so easy to open up your book and say, hey, this guy is talking because I think everyone in them is watching something, right? Something going on in our lives, with our families, with our careers, with our communities, with politics, with the nation, with the world. And we may have this interesting idea that if I just got up and danced or if I just got up and moved or if I just got up and did this and other people followed, it would change something. Right. And I think what you have written and what we hope to add to the movement is to give that very first person the spark to get up and dance. And that someone else is going to say, Hey, I want to do that too. That's my way of being creative. That's my way to live out my uniqueness in the world, my weirdness in the world. Mm -hmm. And we will make a better world if we all dance together. And then that creates a movement. And uh, so we're definitely gonna have to link to that because I think you you spark that first guy, that first woman to dance. Thanks. I I, I think something I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about lately is, you know, it's so, paradoxical about that is like you can't do that though with the intention of having other people join you you can say i really hope other people join me but there has to you know like and i'm I'm learning that right Mm -hmm. right now it's 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 so strange it's like it has to be worth it even if nobody else gets up to dance yeah i would say nine ten nine out of ten times people do join but you it has to come from a deeper place of I can't not do this. And even if right. I stand alone, I stand alone. I think that's why we it's marvel at that it. original guy in that Ted talk video. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't know what, we don't know what his intentions were other than he maybe couldn't help, but not do not move, you know? So yeah. What our, our weirdness is a, is a, is a sacrament for others to receive, <laughs> not necessarily a transactional exchange. Yes. But we all know that when we give away ourselves, usually stuff comes back to us. Well, and it may be, too, just to see you confidently step forward in your unique way will give me, will give us the, yeah. co- the confidence to step forward in our unique ways. Yeah. Right. We all may be solo in the endeavors, right? Yeah. But someone sparked us to have the confidence to pursue the sacred weird and, yeah. and like, amen to that. Mm-hmm. So what are some practical tips for like dusting off the, the weirdness, you know, or uncovering it again? I've had conversations with people recently who have lost so, so lost touch with that part of themselves that they don't don't even know where to start. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I was, I kind of started to allude to in the book, but I think, I think it could use its own sort of separate, um, conversation piece is that. I talk about something called the myth of the caterpillar, which we'll talk a little bit about yes. tonight. How I had this weird kind of revelation that not every caterpillar is 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 ugly at first. So the ugly caterpillar in one day transformed into a beautiful butterfly. Kind of a boring story, and that made me start thinking about the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories that we hold valuable. And what I started realizing is that one transformation is just a really boring story. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. life doesn't necessarily really work that way. So if you look at Michael Jordan, right, top of his game, what does he do? He quits, and he does two things. <laughs> he makes the greatest movie of all time, Space Jam. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he... Guy starts playing professional baseball, minor leagues. We're talking about the top athlete in the world during that time. Humbles himself, gets weird, gets ugly Yeah, in other people's opinion. I mean, I was a huge Bulls fan at that time, and that was a a rough season. It was weird. For real. Yeah. But (laughs) what happens out of that? Comes back. He's winning, like, he's scoring 55 points in one game. He's Mm -hmm. making game-winning shots. He's unstoppable. And so there's something about... The constant cycle of choosing to get weird, get low, get different over and over again. So for the people that would go, man, I don't even know where to begin, I would start by getting uncomfortable, which is not a really fun message to preach. But I think everybody has a rumbling in their soul, unless they're completely unaware of, of themselves, which is a whole other you know, issue. Go find a, a, yeah. a, a great therapist, I would say. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, yeah. like, you know, find somebody who can walk alongside you and help you discover those things. But I'd imagine that most people listening know the thing they probably need to start exploring that might make them feel a little bit uncomfortable. And I would say start digging into that and also get used to creating a rhythm of that because the greatest leaders who we respect and admire for good reasons constantly find themselves doing that. I can think of like a gazillion other examples. I mean, even Howard yeah. Schultz, uh, Starbucks mm-hmm. goes and, and fails miserably. And another basketball analogy for some reason, <laughs> um, owning a basketball team and doing other stuff before he can come back and sort of create a new renaissance for the Starbucks mm-hmm. brand. It makes me think of Bambi on ice, right? <laughs> yeah. Like how we, we spend our whole lives trying to not yeah. look like Bambi on ice. And yet there's yeah. something magical about like being That's willing to step out on the ice. Sure. It's a pretty accurate description of me on ice skates though. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, that's cool. awesome. Thank you. We are so excited to continue this conversation. We hope um, that this has been life-giving for you all. And again, we just want to be those people yeah. to the right and to the left that are like, hey, we will get up and be weird with you. You know, like you don't have to be weird by yourself. If you're looking for a weird group of people to help inspire you, um, let us be those people. We are currently sitting in a treehouse on miniature chairs. So we have credentials. <laughs> and I want to say, too, like, this is a message for, for all ages. We had a recent event talking about rediscovering our stories. And I know a few of our close friends in our community that are, that are retired are going, wow, I need to finally start this thing that I have shelved. Yeah. Right. And then we have a lot of uh, young families, young kids that are going, I personally need to live into my uniqueness and I want our kids to live into it too. Yeah. And, uh, so this message is for all ages. We'll make a, we'll make a link to your book as well. And we also need to create a link to ring Beller. No, thank you guys. So awesome. So thank you, CJ. This is awesome. Peace out. Hey. All right. June shine. June shine. June shine. June shine. To CJ. Cheers. To weirdness. Weirdness.